As we begin this night of prayer called Fiat First Fridays, I just want to first of all thank you for coming. Um, it is a devotion in the Catholic Church uh, to have First Friday Masses uh, in prayers of reparation to the Sacred Heart, which is the image to my right and to your left. And the image of the Sacred Heart also has the crown of thorns around it, knowing that our sins uh, deeply hurt our Lord, and we come here also in prayers of reparation. Reparation means to repair. And also, as we uh, come here, uh, there's two things we're kind of working on or hoping to develop. Uh, it is for those who have not committed to a vocation, that means you're not married or you're not a religious sister or a priest or a consecrated virgin. Um, that means if, if you're not there, we, you're here to ask God, like, what do you want me to do with my life? That's what we're getting at. But if you are in those vocations, uh, we ask you to intercede for those who are here or maybe you have some family members uh, that, to intercede, like to pray and ask God to bless those who are here and those who uh, do not know the Lord's will in their life yet. And on this feast day of Our Lady, it would just seem to be very simple to ask for her intercession. So you please join me in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Blessed Virgin Mary, we thank you and praise you for saying yes to the angel Gabriel. to bring us a savior, to bring us hope in our despair. We ask for your prayers this evening so that we may also echo your yes in our world. First of all, to your son, Jesus. Please pray for us and please intercede and help us know, first of all, how much he loves us. And second of all, where is he calling us to be? And we make all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we gather here tonight, um, we always have a, a giant image of the sacred heart of Jesus, which I'll talk about in a moment. But one thing that helps us pray are images. So I'd like you just to imagine for a moment as we begin this reflection, is imagine you're back in second, third, fourth grade. You're outside, and it's recess. You're with different people. Some are your friends and classmates. And it's one of those days where they're picking teams to play a certain game. But the person picking the teams is Jesus. And he looks at you with these eyes of compassion. And he calls you by name to be with him. Will you come to him? His eyes are saying, please come to me. With tears of compassion and joy at the same time, his voice is calling you by name. It's a voice you've never heard before. He calls you by name. He knows you by name. Will you come to him? He has a for sure bigger plan for your life than you could ever imagine. It's important to know that your past is the past. All that matters is the present moment, right now, here. So I want you just to 
hold on to that image as we go through our reflection. It's really important to know that Jesus is God. Saint Athanasius, he says that God became man so that man could become like God. Like God wants you to share in his divine life. And God, who is love, also desires you to be happy. I think a lot of us miss that. God wants you to be happy. And whatever your definition or my definition of happiness is, it's become too base. And often it doesn't include any sense of greatness that even lifts our hearts and our souls and our minds to heaven. So as St. Irenaeus also famously said, the glory of God is man fully alive, or the glory of God is you fully alive, full of his divine life. That is, God is glorified when you're the most happy. When his goodness is surrounding you and you are with him as he calls you to himself. And the first call of God is to holiness. What is holiness? Holiness means to be set apart for a specific reason, a specific purpose. But first of all, it's a a call to be set apart for a unique friendship with Jesus. And that friendship, again, is unique and unrepeatable and it's special. So if anybody says, oh, you're not special, um, yes, you are. And I'll get to that in a moment as well. And if you have a past, we have saints that are full of past, past wounds and silly mistakes. Even St. Paul, a couple days ago in Galatians chapter 1, he said, when Jesus, when Jesus, God, formed me in my mother's womb, had set me apart and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might proclaim him to the Gentiles. Like God, the Father, is pleased to reveal his son Jesus to you. And it's unique how he desires to do that. So for a moment, I want you just to look at your hand for a moment. And then as you look at your hand, look at your index finger. And if you can, look at your finger, your index finger print. Like your fingerprint will never be replicated or duplicated again. That means you are unique, you are unrepeatable, and you are infinitely special to God. And that also means you're not a mistake. And you're not a burden. Blessed Carlo Acutis, he said that all people are called to be originals, but most people die photocopies. I just want to repeat that again. He said, all people are called to be originals, which means unique, unlike anything else. But most people die as photocopies. So if you find yourself or, or others believing that you're a mistake or unwanted, it may be that God wants to take that lie away tonight. And sometimes people listen to ungodly angels. Satan, all too often, you know, we think like our first parents, Adam and Eve, believed in a competitive God. Tonight's talk is called God is for you, not against you. So when the first sin was committed, three lies entered in the world. First of all, God is not good. Lie. Man is not good. I mean, you're not good. And God does not want you to be happy. If we believe that God is not good or we are not good or that God doesn't want us to be happy, 
we have an inner dialogue that begins to sound something like this. If I go to church, if I talk to the priest, or if I go on that retreat or that Bible study, lightning's gonna come take me and zap me away. Or an anvil from the sky or the guillotine will come down and strike me. That's a competitive God. A competitive God would have destroyed Mary in the incarnation when Mary had God in her womb. A competitive God would have destroyed the humanity of Jesus. A competitive God would have just destroyed you when you received his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist just a moment ago. Or just being in his presence in the Holy Eucharist right now, you would be disintegrating if God was in competition with you. But thankfully, the good news is that God is here before us in adoration. And you're still here. That means God is for you. Even the word adoration, I love, I love words and what they mean. It comes from the Latin odoro or adore. And it means to the mouth of or to be kissed by. Or to the, like, to the mouth of, right? So the fact that you, for some of you, just received Jesus in the Holy Eucharist at Mass or you received a blessing from him and you didn't die is actually what I would say is proof that he's not against you. He is for you and he loves you and he is now with you, which is where he desires to be the most. Even more than he desires to be in the monstrance, he desires to be dwelling in you. John 10.10 10 says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Another proof text that God is for you. He wants to give you life. So how do we, how do we apply that into our daily life to know that God is for us? How do we apply the truth to our daily life once we leave here? St. John Vianney, the patron saint of parish priest, he said, my people would become great saints if they would only receive communion more frequently. So maybe one practical tip is to start going to daily Mass. Cardinal Timothy Dolan, the Cardinal of New York, he says daily Mass is the fastest way to holiness, or as we would say, wholeness. And St. Teresa of Calcutta one of the most fascinating women to ever walk this earth, she said, the time you spend with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is the best time you will spend on earth. The time you spend with Jesus in the, in the Blessed Sacrament is the best time you will spend on earth. That means right now, you're doing the best thing, the smartest thing, the wisest thing you could ever do. And we even have different patron saints in the Catholic Church who had, a great, who had great devotions to the Eucharist and even founded religious orders. And St. Peter Julian Amard, he said the Eucharist is everything because from the Eucharist, everything is. He said it was Mary who first adores the incarnate word. He was in her womb and no one on earth knew of it. He goes on to say, oh, how well our Lord served in Mary's virginal womb. Never has he found a saborium a golden vase more precious or more pure than was Mary's womb. Mary's adoration was more pleasing to him than that of all of the angels. 
The Lord has set his tabernacle in the sun, says the psalmist. The sun is Mary's heart. And Mary is the aurora of the beautiful son of justice. Mary will lead you to her son who is always present in the Eucharist. He goes on to say, receive communion often and Jesus will change your life. Jesus will do the work. You just must be willing to be worked on as he's calling you at recess to come to him. You have free will. And as he looks at you and gazes upon you right now in the Holy Eucharist, Venerable Fulton Sheen, another beloved future saint, he says, we become like the one we gaze upon. And I would add that it's probably why we see so much despair in our culture as we gaze upon our phones more than Jesus. So just for a moment, I just want you to turn your gaze to Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Just gaze upon him for a moment. What stirs in your heart? And what do you gaze upon that is not Jesus? If guilt or shame stirs in your heart as you gaze upon him, it's possible that he just might be inviting you to repent of something. Say, I'm sorry, Jesus, for spending so much time on my phone or looking at my TV or whatever the thing that is not Jesus. And now for a moment to, to my right and to your left, maybe just gaze upon the image of the sacred heart of Jesus and just look upon his eyes. Does Jesus look like someone who is for you or against you? For some of us tonight, I believe Jesus is simply saying, I miss you. I miss you. I miss this. Because some of us have left Jesus abandoned in the tabernacle. We've had opportunities to make little visits to just adore him. The times we haven't, it's left us feeling abandoned. Jesus misses you. He loves you when you're around him in adoration, mouth to mouth, right? But the good thing is, here you are with Jesus, who is love, who is calling each of you to himself to be holy because he is for you becoming who you created to be, you're created to be. And what does St. Catherine of Siena say so beautifully? She says, if you become who God created you to be, you will set the world on fire. If you become who God created you to be, you will set the world on fire. While the world may be burning, is it burning with the love of Jesus? And how will this world be set on fire with the love of Jesus? For that to happen, you have to be set on fire. 
with his love, that is. And that can be scary when God's love seems like a tidal wave. It's so intense, and it just scares you, and that, that's actually okay. It's okay because he cares, and you care. And whatever Jesus is calling you to in life, he's calling you to be a fire that can't be put out by water. His mercy is fuel that keeps fire, fires going. Thus, through your free will, you have a choice to actually become holier tonight. And it's not a, about doing more. It's about being humble. And it doesn't matter if you have it all figured out or not. It's not about adding more. It's about asking him to take things away. Sometimes we think, if I just do this one thing, one more, I'll be holier. It should be, take things away, Jesus. Dry me out. And as we end this formation, we pray that the fire of your heart, which is the Holy Spirit, just to fall upon you anew tonight. What is Jesus doing on the altar and the monstrance and in every tabernacle? St. John Vianney says, He's waiting for you. Sometimes we forget that when we're drowning and life seems overwhelming, Jesus simply waits for us to ask him to come save us, to pull us out of whatever overwhelming circumstance we find ourselves in so he can pull us out of that. And if you've ever felt saved, if you've ever felt taken care of, like that's what he wants to do. Sometimes things are just weighing us down and he's like, just, Reach out to me. And as Maria leads us in, in a song during adoration, we pray that the Lord may lead us in true adoration to move from a place of fear to a place of trust. We pray that the Spirit will lead you, as the song says, where trust is without borders, to go wherever Jesus calls you, to take you deeper than your feet could ever wander, Pray for an increase in strength to make our faith stronger in the presence of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So we pray for the Holy Spirit to fall, come Holy Spirit, and to help us experience who Jesus truly is. And as you spend time just with that image of being at recess, just being a child, he's calling you by name. Come Holy Spirit.